We're talking about shrinkflation. Funny name. Not that funny when you're in the store, though. And it's, it's nothing new. Basically, what we're talking about here is companies reducing the size of the products they sell, but not reducing the prices. It's not new. As I said, it's been going on for a very, very long time, but we're seeing it more and more often now. So let's talk about shrinkflation with David Soberman, who is a professor of marketing and the Canadian National Chair of Strategic Marketing at the Rotman School of Management. David, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Good afternoon. So this concept of shrinkflation, did I define it accurately? It's basically paying the same price but getting slightly less product? Exactly. So it's trying to make a small decrease in the size of the product, obviously as a way way of reducing the cost. And then the idea is that that allows the company to maintain its pricing and not increase prices. And it's not new. I mean, this has been done for a very, very, we all know of examples that we can think of over the past several years. Yes. One of the best-known examples are the sizes of tuna cans, which I think went down from 8 ounces to 7.5 ounces probably about four or five years ago. And this is sort of one of the ones that marketers, when they're doing um, analysis of how this affects buyer behavior, the data sets for canned tuna are one of their favorite sources of information to study that. And what is it? Tell them. Does it find? Do they find that really it doesn't make that different much difference to the consumer? Well, the thing is, the consumer will always make a choice between whatever is available. And in most of the categories where we've seen this take place, there's competition going on. So a wise shopper will sort of look at the various options and try to choose the product that is best for them, given the options that are available. I guess the part that people feel a bit uncomfortable with is they may not notice that the actual amount has gone down, and they may feel that that's a bit unfair. And I think that's what creates a little bit of, um, let's call it, anger on the part of some consumers. Now, we're seeing this more and more often, especially recently. Uh, Is that, you know, as we emerge from the pandemic, things are supposed to be going well, but we're seeing more and more shrinkflation? Yes, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a phenomenon that's going on, and I think what's happened is, is that over time, um, what companies are trying to do is manage their products in the best way they can, and you have to sort of consider two things. One is sensitivity to size, and the other is sensitivity to price. And I think one of the things that's occurred over the last few years is people have become more sensitive to price, mm-hmm. and they're less likely to be sensitive to size. So that is why companies may prefer to reduce the size a little bit as opposed to re, as opposed to increasing the price because that can have a negative effect. I mean, if we go back to my tuna example, this could be a situation where if the price of the tuna went up, as opposed to people switching brands because all of the cans are roughly the same size, people might switch to other options to make sandwiches like uh, cold cuts or salmon. And, I mean, it sounds funny, but that's the actual calculus that firms that are managing these products go through. Yeah, I mean, they're going to end up in the same end result, but they're trying to do it in a way that is most palatable to their customers, right, in a way that will cause the least amount of anger among the people they're selling to. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's a, stud, there's a, a theory in psychology called assimilation contrast theory, and that's one of the things that 
this particular phenomenon tries to capitalize on, which is if you make a small change in something, many people will not notice. And so if you can make that small change and people don't notice, you can maintain your prices. And despite the fact that obviously in many categories the costs of raw materials have gone up, mm-hmm. you can maintain your profitability. And that's essentially what the companies are doing here. Their input costs have gone up, so they're not making as much per unit as they used to, so if they shrink the unit a bit, they can protect that margin. That's basically what it comes down to. Exactly, and I mean, I think we all sort of might feel that this is unfair, but we have to always rem- remember that the companies themselves are doing their best to make profits, and you know, profits are... Profitable companies are companies that employ people and companies that pay taxes. So while we may think of it as not being fair, at the same time, we also have to keep in mind that if your costs go up and you leave your prices at the exact same level, eventually you'll start losing money. So you have to sort of manage these things simultaneously. Now, are we seeing it strictly when it comes to food, or does it happen in other industries as well? I think you may see it as well in other industries. I mean, there's obviously standardized containers, but even when you go into Canadian Tire and you look at various household cleaning products, you also see a proliferation of sizes. And that's really a situation where firms can actually offer sizes that are a bit smaller and roughly keep the price the same. And that's a way of trying to sort of... um, let's say, manage the fact that people are more price sensitive. So it's not really restricted to food, but it's definitely restricted to products where you're not just buying a single unit. It's an amount of liquid or an amount of powder or an amount of a product that you use. So as customers, are there ways we can make sure that we continue to get the best bang for our buck? Well, I think one of the most important things, of course, is to compare And the other is when you go through most grocery stores these days, they don't just give you the price of the actual unit. They give you the price per gram or the price per ounce or the price per milliliter. And if you look at those things carefully, then you can make the best choices for yourself. I mean, I think one of the things to remember is even going back to my tuna example, there are bigger sizes of cans that you can buy. And typically, when you buy a bigger size, you get a lower price per unit. So a crafty consumer can sort of manage the situation. And, you know, many people, if they're making, uh, for example, tuna for the family, they might use more than one can anyway. So buy a bigger can, get a lower price per unit, and manage the situation. I see. Okay. Uh, a good question from one of our listeners. Is this why packaging is so much larger than it needs to be? Is that part of it? Like, you're going to put less in the package, but you don't want to change the package because, again, you want to try and make this as unnoticeable as possible? I've heard of that. I think that, obviously, companies want to make their products look as appealing as possible. And if something is too small, then maybe it's not that appealing. But Typically, I think there's also a lot of other trends going on, and one of the trends right now is people trying to get companies to reduce the amount of packaging and reduce the size of things. So probably that's a phenomenon where you might find it from time to time. I think the other trend might be stronger, which is people sort of wanting things to have less layers and less things that you have to throw out when you buy something. So over time, I think we might see a reversal in that particular phenomena. All right. Interesting. So it's not anything that's going to change. Like like we said, it's been around for a long, long time. And 
uh, it, it proves to be effective, so they'll continue doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. and I think as long as people, uh, you know, are careful and compare the prices of products that are the same size and also look at the price per unit in terms of weight or in terms of volume, they can um, safely shop and know that they're getting the best deal. All right. Okay, great stuff. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. That is David Soberman, a marketing specialist, talking to us about shrinkflation.